Hey everyone, welcome to the Matt Report. I'm your host, Matt, and I interview folks who make a living using WordPress, entrepreneurs, people who are running a business with it, supporting folks, bloggers, uh, anyone who's running it or running their business using uh, WordPress, I'd like to interview them. Uh, do check me out, mattreport.com slash subscribe to stay up to date with all the awesome interviews. Uh, and today, Micah Epstein joining us. Gra glad to have you on the show. See, now so, I'm going to have to tease you because I said Mika and you went for Micah. <laughs> but hi, it's nice, to, it's nice to meet you. You come highly recommended from some friends of mine. Yes, um, Andrea underscore R. Uh, for yeah. For those folks that follow her on Twitter, um, definitely, definitely a great interview. Uh, Curtis McHale at Professor, they, I think they all kind of recommended that I get in touch with you. They're all people I highly recommend too, so I like them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Give us that two-minute warning, that elevator pitch breakdown of what you do uh, on a day-to-day -day basis with WordPress uh, at work and uh, at your leisure. At work, I am the WordPress support uh, manager and community wrangler at DreamHost, which means that if you have an obscure WordPress problem that normal tech support can't solve, they come and get me. I'm also the point person for anybody who has a hacked WordPress site that we host. And in my free time, I review plugins for the plugin review team. I help on the support forums, and I run my own WordPress sites and like to break them as often as I can. <laughs> um, reading through your about page, it was... Uh... It was pretty pretty funny about about hosting sites, um, some of the sites that you host. Um, I loved your about page. I thought it was perfect. Oh, I, thanks. I, you know, I am not for hire. You know that was. Uh, yeah, I just don't have the I don't have the mental bandwidth to pull it off. You know, I like to actually my my, my actual free time. I do other stuff, so you know, I like to have that. Yep. Um, so that said, what was that aha moment? How did you get involved using WordPress? Uh, you know, well before where you are now. What what got you into the whole the whole fold? Um, I was running a fan site and I needed a way to update it on a scheduled basis. And I had been using this really tiny script that wrote to a text file, which was perfect. But the developer dropped off the face of the planet. It got picked up by another company that just wasn't going where I liked. And I had been using WordPress just personally to, to try to write more often. And I said, okay, well, why don't I try using that? I'm familiar with it. And the minute I started using it for something vaguely serious, I realized how much more I could do with it. And it just spiraled up into, uh, you know, something that I started using every day and was able to, to express myself creatively with. And that went into, I wanted to help other people because they'd help me. And then that spun out of control and I got a new job. <laughs> so you didn't take the typical path where you found it, you started consulting using it and building other sites for folks. It was more of you got, you got a taste of that community and that help process, support process, and that's how you jumped into it. Yeah, um, I, was, I had a steady job working for a bank at the time I started using it, so I had no need for consulting. You know, I had a nice busy job and a nice busy life. I just needed something to make what I was doing easier, and there it was. And, you know, people like Andrea answered any question I ever had. And then I realized, hey, I know the answer to that question. I'm going to answer it. And it's, it's addictive. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and and was, your, was your first stomping ground the actual .org forums, WordPress.org forums? It was. Actually, if you, if you look, you'll find that my very first question probably had to do with the iOS app because <laughs> oh. I was trying to blog from my iPhone. Yep. And I, I was banging it on the wall. <laughs> My next one, I think, comes around to, to mod security, which is my nemesis. Ah. <laughs> um, and, and, and how has that been? I mean, when you started giving that, giving back to the community and supporting other, other folks that you, that you didn't even know, is that sort of how you got noticed for the day job? Um, That's exactly how I got noticed for the day job. Um, it, it was sort of a, a perfect storm of situations. I, I was not fulfilled at my job, technically speaking, and I just wasn't enjoying it as much as I had. And my friends have been telling me, look, you really need to start looking for something else. Why don't you try to do WordPress for a job? And I'm really picky. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm like, if I do this, I don't want to be a consultant. I've been a consultant before. I absolutely dreaded it. I'm not that kind of person. I hate managing my own stuff. I want to work for a company. And so I started looking around at the companies that were there and I posted on my blog that I just wished I could do WordPress support all day. And I got a ping back from some of the guys at DreamHouse saying, hey, you know, are you serious? Because we're looking for someone like you. Um, 
I happened to have been on vacation at the time when that, that email came through. My mother saw it over my shoulder, hit me in the back of the head and said, you're applying, right? Because you hate your job. <laughs> I pulled them back and you know, had an interview with them a couple of uh, days later. It, it, was it, uh, maybe, you, maybe you don't know the inside baseball to this, but were they, um, did they have other candidates uh, that you were going up against or did they have uh, a, a role that maybe they already had it with other CMSs and pieces of software or is this something brand new that they said, we need to pull somebody on? We're interviewing other people. I didn't ask. Mm -hmm. um, I do know that there aren't any other dedicated like there's no other Drupal person or anything like that. There's not a Drupal person here. We have, you know, hacked site people. We've got abuse people. We've got tech support in general, but we don't have a dedicated person that just does something other than me. I'm special. Nice. Nice. Um, what is that like? What's it like? I, my, uh, my background is I, I worked for a very small ISP for about seven years uh, prior to this and uh, much smaller, obviously, than the scale of a dream host. Um, you know, a few thousand sites that we hosted. Um, what's that like working in, in kind of the evil empire, if you will, of like the, <laughs> I came here from a bank. So yeah. you know, okay. well. is actually working for a, a mindless corporation. No, that's not true. I actually <laughs> do still love all my friends there. Yeah. Um, working for a bigger company means you certainly get a real diverse set of people having problems. No two are the same. And I actually thrive on that. I love seeing something different every day because I use WordPress the way I use WordPress and I'm going to find the problems based on how I use it. But, you know, customers here, they're going to use it in completely different ways that I've never even thought about. And they're going to have completely new problems that show up in ways that nobody could have imagined. And I'm able to take that, help them fix it, and then because I'm now, you know, as closely tied to the rest of the community as I am, I can carry that even further and go, okay, we need to have a track ticket because this is going to be an issue for more people than just that. And so I can help take everything from the customer who doesn't want to learn track and doesn't want to go into IRC and hang out with all the nerds. Uh, I can take that and help make it better for everybody. And that's really awesome. I mean... I can't think of any other software other than open source where you can do that. Yeah. Try doing it with Microsoft. If you've ever actually found a bug that you've reported to them, they're like, yeah, okay, thanks. Yeah, and yeah, then, right. And, and I was faced with that every single day at my old job. I was using HP software where they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, there is a bug in that. You're right. I'm like, so how do we fix it? And they're like, well, we don't. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that at next fiscal quarter or something yeah. like that. So it's a known bug moving yeah. on. And that mindset frustrated me so much that when I got to embrace it with WordPress, I mean, even now, I've been with DreamHost since August, and every day I come into work, I'm kind of excited to go to work. I'm excited. I'm like, what are they going to throw at me today? You know, who's going to have a weird problem? And, and it's, it's a lot. I mean, I don't do as many tickets day to day as our true tech support people, but I look at quite a lot of different installs every day. Mm-hmm. What is the most unique, um, you know, setting that you found WordPress in? You know, what was something that was so unique that it really kind of stumbled uh, or, or stumped you uh, when you had to solve it? The first one would be, I, I'm not really as great with e-commerce as I wish I was because it's sort of like, it, it, it's a big mystery of how it all works. And uh, we had a customer who upgraded WordPress and his theme, and all of a sudden, everything broke. And so I've never used this e-commerce before. Uh, I, this is a proprietary theme that I can't get at. And they've upgraded WordPress, the theme, and the plugin, and they don't remember exactly what everything looks like. And unraveling all of that to help him get back up on his feet was... The first, oh, I didn't even know you could do these things with WordPress situation because the way that they were using custom post types, I love custom post types. I think they're great. Um, they're also really confusing because it's a post, but it's not a post. Yep. Um, and they had moved everything, I think, from like their proprietary databases to custom post types in the middle of the upgrade. So I just, I had to learn real fast. And I think yeah. it's a week from the time I started to like from that Monday to Friday of banging on this poor guy's site and helping get everything working. Um, the wildest thing I've ever seen anybody do with WordPress though. I mean, 
it's more along the lines of of not what they've done with WordPress, but how they use it personally. Because when you watch other people using software, you always have that itch. You want to reach over and take their mouse going, no, 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 you're doing this wrong. You should click here. Um, and that's actually why I kind of lurk on the uh, the accessibility and the UI groups uh, for WordPress, because I like to see how they're using it from the back end rather than the front end. The front end, I mean, in my opinion, a website is a website is a website. And what you do with it is what you desire. And that's always going to be different. So it's always going to be a factor of your imagination. I've seen some of the most beautiful websites I could even dream of that people have done with WordPress. And I'm just envious of their design skills. And then I've seen other people that are just running a basic blog, but it works perfectly for them and their community. Um, and then when you get to, well, I was trying to upload a picture, so I did these 17 steps. I kind of sit there going, okay, we can do that a little bit faster. Yeah, yeah. That's more what catches my attention uh, than what they've done on the front end. Yeah. Um, although my favorite WordPress sites, of course, are the ones you look at and you go, I didn't even realize that was WordPress. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. How far does DreamHost take their support or how far do you take your support when you run into a situation like that and then you say, well, I don't, I didn't, we didn't create this plugin, we didn't design this theme, I can't help you. How far do you go? Officially, we go so far as to tell you, okay, the problem is in your theme or your plugin, you're going to have to take it up with the person who wrote the theme or plugin. Now, on the flip side, I've actually written a plugin that is used by a lot of people at DreamHost. It's a Dream Objects connection plugin, which backs up their website to Dream Objects, which is our cloud storage. Um, when that has problems, obviously, you know, I'm going to fix it because that's my plugin. Um, we try to, to straddle that line of not leaving the customer hanging because a down website, they don't care who's, who's at fault. What they care about is the fact that their website that they want is down. Um, we really try not to leave them hanging, but I could be getting pinged by all sorts of people at work today. Wow. <laughs> we try not to leave them hanging, but we know we can't fix everything, mm -hmm. so we do what we can. Yeah. Um, we're going to take it as, as far as what we would say is reasonable expectations. Mm -hmm. We're not a consultant company. We're not going to try to be a consultant company, but we're going to do our best to help give you what you need to get fixed. And if that means telling you, okay, this is the error. This is what you need to tell the theme developer. We'll do our best to get there, but we may not know. Mm. One of the things that I know uh, back at my ISP days, it was, it was setting the expectation, but it was a little uh, too little too late because you have shared hosting, right? So we're not telling anyone that you're on the box with 100 people or 200 people, depending on you know the setup. And the salespeople certainly aren't saying that. And the customer's looking at it like, hey, this is only nine bucks a month or you know 12 bucks a month. Not until that site goes down because they sent out, you know, like a 100,000 person mass mail or something like that. Do we then say, you know, when the site crashes and then, then you say, well, you're on a shared hosting. This is what shared hosting is. Not a lot of performance, not a lot of resources. There's this, you know, VPS or dedicated server option for a few hundred bucks more. Uh, what's your experience? I mean, you came from banking. Uh, well, I guess it's kind of the same expectation of a server and hardware, but you know, um, how, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that customer that says, oh, nine bucks a month should handle a million hits from techcrunch.com? It, it's an interesting thing. Um, are we responsible for teaching everybody everything there is to running a website? I mean, the way most of us find out that shared hosting can't support our site is when we are the bad neighbor or when somebody else is a bad neighbor and they say, oh yeah, so-and-so on your server is also causing problems. Let's move you to another server with less traffic. And that's usually your first inkling of, hey, wait a minute, there's this traffic thing. Um, a car company isn't responsible for telling you, you know, if you drive more efficiently, you'll use less gas. You bought the car, one assumes that you're going to <laughs> and do the research and, and learn hmm, what what driving tactics are going to make me use less gas. If you get a Humvee, well, yeah, it's going to use more gas. We really hope that was obvious. But <laughs> what we on the tech side think is obvious, and what the car companies think is obvious actually isn't to the customer. Um, I don't work in billing, and I don't work on that angle of support, so I can't say, you know, I couldn't say for sure. I can say from my personal experience, um, I think that the reasonable expectation is if you're going to be getting into something and doing something, 
you know, you should actually do a little bit of the legwork and not just assume that everyone's going to tell you what you need to know because we don't know what you're doing. Mm. We don't know that you're going to want to come to us with a thousand uh, hit a day site. Mm. We know is you want a website. Here's what we offer. Um, you know, we, we can't predict everything, so we do the best that we can. Yep. Which is, you know, kind of a lame answer, I know, but we can't know everything. We can't know what you're thinking. We can't know what you're coming in with. What we can do is when we see a problem is address it as soon as possible and fix it quickly. Um, and that's what we try to do, certainly. If somebody says, hey, my site is really slow and they send us a support ticket, I've seen our guys pick it up and say, okay, you know, your site is slow. Here are things that you can do to speed it up. Um, if we see that it's the server and we do look, you know, we'll pass it on up to somebody who can look at the server and see if there's a fix for that. Maybe it's moving somebody. Maybe it's, oh, look, there is a server configuration issue. But, you know, it's always a moving target. Mm. I, I think I was talking to somebody today on our, on our DreamHost forums who said, you know, my site's getting uh, 250K traffic uh, page views uh, a month. Do I have to move to a VPS? And I said, Maybe, probably. You know, I had to do it on 100K a month because my site was so dynamic, it kept getting pinged. And there was really nothing to it. I recently had to up it to a gig of memory, which I hated doing because, you know, caching should have taken care of that. Optimization should have. But the truth is, everybody's site's going to run differently. And it's always going to be a learning experience for what makes your site best. Yeah. Um, in terms of DreamHost and kind of talking about performance and evaluating code, are they working on anything cool and exciting that's built around specialized WordPress hosting, you know, like a WP Engine or a Zippy Kid or anything like that to kind of compete in that arena? That's a question I actually can't answer. Ah, <laughs> I knew I'd finally hit one along the way. <laughs> along the way. Um, I can't answer that one. Uh... I mean, there, obviously, there's always stuff that we're doing to make things better for WordPress on our servers. But, uh, no, nah, uh, that's an interesting question, though. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at that. It's a very interesting topic. Um, relationship with Automatic, uh, WordPress.com, WordPress.org. Um, are you kind of that, that, that bridge to, to the, the WordPress community and the eyes and ears of what, dot com is doing and and what the community is doing about building software I, uh we have um uh, mike schroeder he's uh known as dh shredder all over the forums and i and irc is my work he's on the kind of on the engineering side um between the two of us we keep in touch with the tech side of what's going on with wordpress we both are encouraged and expected to volunteer time to the wordpress community in general um but we're also expected to keep up with what's going on to help optimize what we're doing to keep in touch with that. Um, our marketing guys and our CEO are all in touch with Automatic and Matt. And we keep a pretty open relationship from what I've seen. Um, we, I mean, we certainly want to have good relationships with everybody. It's open source. The only way that open source works is if everybody gives back and we're giving back. And from that, we get quite a lot of, uh, not karma value, but, uh, you know, we, we get a good relationship built out of the fact that we give, we improve based on what they say. You know, if they came to us and said, hey, you know, you're doing this wrong, we would take a serious look at what we were doing wrong and try to fix it as best as we possibly can. And, on the flip side, if we say if we come around and say, "Hey, you know what? This is really impacting us poorly. Is there anything we can do in WordPress core to fix it?" We've actually had pretty good experience with that too. Yeah, um, that was actually going into my next question: Has there ever has there been something, some little piece of code that maybe DreamHost found because they're just a, a larger scale footprint for the for the folks and in the installs to see, and you were able to report it to WordPress.com before you know really affected more people? Um. Yes and no. Google Page Speed uh, is doing a really fun thing. Really? With Word <laughs> Apparently that lights on a timer. I didn't have enough. Um, with WordPress 3.5, um, it compresses already compressed data. And that causes a problem with uh, when you compress uh, Java, J uh, JS too much. And there was no way for us to fix it other than to say, hey, Google Page Speed, stop caching WP admin. But it became a big issue on DreamHost because we have that installed on all of our servers. 
and people can activate it as they want. I'm trying to see if I can get it. <laughs> there it I is. I don't. Oh. Oh, no. no. It, just, it just got a little bit brighter probably because of the. I can move towards the light. <laughs> uh, it's a weird office. This isn't, this isn't my office for everybody watching. I don't have <laughs> um, uh, but page speed was definitely one where we did actually some really dedicated testing with, I mean, I, I gave Nason access to one of my boxes that had the problem so he could experiment with it. Um, I mean, we, and it all boiled down to, well, the problem is actually Google, not us. Yeah. But, and Google's pretty responsive too on that end. Yeah. So, nice. What's the, uh, what's the lab, if you will, what's the lab like um, when you have a version like 3.5 coming out? Uh, how long do you test? Are you in WordPress.org track following that stuff so that you're, you know, hand in hand with the updates coming out on your own servers? Um, is there anything like that going on at DreamHost? Um, we, well, obviously we encourage all of our tech support to be using 3.5 or betas as soon as they come out and we do email them and say, hey, there's a new one coming out. Um, personally, I'm using Trunk right now on my primary website. If you go to ipstenew.org or Half Elf, they're running drunk. They update every every hour. It runs an SVN up and pulls down whatever's new. So occasionally things break, but very rarely. Um, when a new version release candidate comes out, I slap it on my DreamHost boxes right away so I can test it. I have a constant test site running trunk here as well. And I know Shredder does too. Um, we test as much as we possibly can. We bang on it as much as we can internally during the ramp up to the release candidates and the betas. And when it comes out or before it comes out, we have a sit down with uh, everybody who works with WordPress here. And we say, okay, here's what's changed. Here's where we think the pain points are going to be. Here's what we need to address. I mean, as soon as we know them, we hit them uh, and get ready for them. And you know, we email out our tech support and say, okay, here's what's changed in the new WordPress. Here's what you're going to have to be aware of. This is what the customers are going to probably ask. And just as I've been voluntarily writing the, uh, oh my God, WordPress updated WTF BBQ posts on uh, WordPress, I write one on DreamHost now as well on our forums to help people. And it's very similar, only it's geared actually towards DreamHost. So it may have specific things like, if you have this problem, do this specifically. Here's how you go to your panel and make the change, mm -hmm. which I can't tell the general public because I don't know what they're running. Right, right. Is there a formal uh, training or education process for like the level one, level two tech support folks to, to get them to make sure that they know and understand WordPress when somebody emails in? I was writing that this morning. Nice. With <laughs> nice. One of my responsibilities is upping our training mm -hmm. so that there's a better WordPress support experience. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that started with a lot of our internal documentation has definitely gotten an upgrade. Mm -hmm. uh, some of our external documentation, the the external wiki that we have for DreamHost, I've been updating it slowly but surely. Um, I usually wait until I have a rewrite and then I slap the whole page up. Um, we're putting WPCLI on every server that we've got. And so we're going to want to come around and tell all of our DreamHost customers, hey, if you're okay with command line, there's a lot you can do if your site goes down or if you want to upgrade stuff without going into WordPress. Mm -hmm. um, that's, pretty, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome. The, uh, for the freelancers out there, uh, the folks that are running and consulting, running a business and consulting for WordPress, any, anything that you see that either clients could really use from, from a strategy or a consulting point of view? Or are there any consultants out there that you see on a day-to-day -day basis who are just doing things wrong and you want to say, hey, please stop doing this? <laughs> we had a consultant who informed the person hosting at DreamHost the only way to solve his problem was to open uh, the site and make it available for cross-site scripting. <laughs> nice. And I actually replied and I said, I'm sorry, that's wrong. Um, XXS is something we actually actively are looking for to stop. That is a vulnerability. We will not let you do it on our servers. And here's why. And I explained to them in documentation. And the, the client, the, our, the person who hosts here came back and said that they were very grateful and they didn't know that those things were wrong because they trusted their consultant. Um, it actually wasn't a WordPress site that that came through, though. Oh. So that's one. But... Uh, the thing I see most is consultants who aren't willing to say, you know what, I don't know. Mm. I'm a huge proponent of, if, you know what, it's okay to say you don't know. 
because you can't know everything and that's totally okay. We don't expect you to and your customers should not expect you to know everything. You just can't and I know that there's the fear of if I tell my customer, hey, I don't know how to do X, Y, Z, I will lose the customer. That's not true. And I have seen many consultants come around and say, you know what, I don't know how to do this on DreamHost. And they're willing to teach the customer, the client, you know, this is how you're going to have to ask DreamHost. And they come to us and they say, hey, my consultant said I need to do these things in order to make um, this plugin run. Like one guy needed to uh, a plugin wasn't working because we didn't have zip uh, activated for PHP. And our quick reply was, oh, okay, if you upgrade to PHP 5.3, that'll be installed for you automatically. The guy did that. Everybody was happy. But that was an experience where the consultant knew exactly how to talk to the customer and told the customer, okay, this is the limit of what I can do. I don't know how to do this on your domain. Your web host should know that. And that's the sort of marriage of consultant to customer to host that should be expected from everyone. Mm. Every customer should be willing to take an answer that they don't necessarily like or really understand, pass it on to the right person. Because, I mean, if you're a consultant and you come to me and say, hey, I have a client who's hosted on DreamHost and we need to do XYZ to their account, my reply is going to be, well, they need to tell me that because I don't know you're you and I don't know that you have the authority to do that. And that's kind of a wall there. Uh, Most of the time, that isn't a problem. Mm -hmm. The few times that it is, we have had a few bad consultants and I've told people, you know what? I wouldn't recommend these people as a consultant. If you're asking me for a personal recommendation, I do have people I personally go to when I need help. Um, finding a, your consultant is finding the person that works well with you, that talks to you and treats you as a person, and who knows not to point the finger mm. because the web is a moving target. And if a, if a host is doing something wrong, I've been known to say, you know, if your host can't tell you an answer to this simple question, there is a problem with your host. And that's true. If your host can't tell you what version of PHP you're running, and yes, somebody has said that, there's a problem with your host and you need a new one because that these are basic questions that everybody's got to be able to answer. And if a host isn't willing to be a part of that chain to help the customer and help the consultant, then there's a problem. And I know at DreamHost we're working really hard to make sure we're not the problem when it yeah. comes to we want to work with people. We want to encourage open source. We want, I mean, if you read our, our little manifesto on our website, we are really dedicated to open source. And that was one of the things that drew me here was that they said, frankly, we want to open source. We think it's great. We think it's the way things are going. And so do I. Mm-hmm. The And you kind of started going down that path. One of my questions um, to other developers and WordPress folks are, is there a question, is there a checklist that, the average civilian who's getting into using WordPress for their business should ask another consultant to verify that they have the chops to support them uh, in WordPress and that they understand WordPress and what it really is and does and means for the long run. Uh, the first thing I do is I go to the consultant's website and see if they're using WordPress. Yep. A surprising number of them don't. Mm-hmm. Um, Although that's not necessarily bad. I know someone who uses Drupal on her personal site and happens to be fantastic at WordPress and Drupal and Joomla. She's amazingly bizarre with her skill set. I envy her. so. Um, and she's currently not for hire. Otherwise, I'd name drop her right here. <laughs> uh, my personal checklist when I'm looking for somebody who says, I am a WordPress consultant is I Google them. Um, Google is a fantastic thing to see you know, what somebody's, uh, well, what somebody's presence is out there. If I Google, you know, if you Google Ips to new WordPress, there are going to be a lot of hits from WordPress.org. And that to me says, hey, I've got a consultant who goes out into the forums and do they answer questions or do they ask questions? What questions are they asking? Are they asking really simple questions like how do I edit my CSS? That's not a consultant I want. Are they asking complicated questions like I have a plugin that I'm trying to write that's going to do XYZ but only in this particular situation and I have it working but this is my error? Okay, that's somebody who knows where to go for help. That's a different sort of answer. It's kind of like how I review a plugin. I review everybody based on what they present themselves. How do they look on the WordPress site? How do they look on their site? 
even if I can't read the code, and yes, I review plugins, but I cannot swear that I understand all of them. And when I don't, I usually ask for somebody else to look at it. Um, even if I don't understand the code that I'm looking at, even a newbie can see the difference between a very complex plugin like W3 Total Cache and a very simple plugin like I have one um, that just shows the IP address of the person that they used when they registered an account on your site. Those are hugely different, but by looking at the plugin, how it works and how it presents itself, you can get an idea for how the person presents themselves. Does the plugin, when you install it, match WordPress? Backend, that's someone who cares about user experience. That's somebody who understands that having the same feel is important. This is good. If you have somebody who completely rewrites the backend to be their own thing, that's a warning bell for me personally because they're not using the tool. They're trying to make the tool fit their product as opposed to enhancing a tool. And it, it, I had a manager once who used to tell us, trust your tool. And by that she meant, you know, look, you're scheduling these jobs to run, very complicated, very detail-oriented jobs to run at specific times. Do you or do you not trust the tool that you're using? And the answer is, well, we do trust the tool that we're using. Well, do you or do you not trust the scripts that you've written? I do trust them. She says, then, and then this was because we were trying to get offshore to run things at night so we could sleep. She said, then trust offshore. If you've done your job, it will do what it needs to do. And I feel that if you're going to be hiring somebody to work on your stuff for WordPress, do they trust the tool? The questions that I usually ask somebody before, you know, I'm willing to put down money and hire them is, you know, uh, who have you helped before? You know, who are some of your clients? And then I'm going to go and ask them. Like if somebody says, oh, well, you know, I helped Andrea, I'm going to go and pester Andrea and say, hey, how good is this? Mm. Like I using Genesis themes, not because she works there, but because she recommends them. And those are different things, you mm. know? Yeah. I think uh, I'm on like this personal mission to, to kind of um, help help the, the client understand the difference between somebody who says they're a WordPress developer and their only experience is going to like ThemeForest and picking up themes or uh, just doing one-click WordPress installs to, you know, folks like us who are building plugins, supporting the community. Um, and it's always something that I'm, I'm kind of juggling, you know, in our, when we're selling our own services, it's here's our portfolio, here's the plugins we've built, here's mm -hmm. the big projects we've been involved with. Um, if I'm recommending somebody else, if I have to um, say no to business and I have to recommend somebody else, I send them their, their profile, their .org profile. It says, here's all the plugins, here's all the support that they've done. Um, but it's constantly, it's constantly a challenge uh, to just educate the client um, and at the same time, time trying to educate the consultant that does the $500 project by you know, clicking things and just kind of going at it uh, you know, by installing plugins and, and, and going crazy with that. You know? There was uh, very recently, like, last week, um, there was a meetup group that someone was informed, no, I don't want you to talk at this meetup group because you're my competitor. Mm. person in question wrote a very beautiful blog post about how she is not your competitor. And I agree with that on so many levels and disagree at the same time. Um, I think that we are all each other's competitors, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm. I don't see... GoDaddy as I have to beat GoDaddy. I see GoDaddy as a place that I can say, okay, they're doing these things better than we are. We're doing these things better than they are. We offer this experience. They offer that experience. Diversity of WordPress support, and that comes to consultants too, is what's going to make us all a better thing. Knowing your limits to say, you know what, I don't have the time for this is one limit, but to say you want a website that's going to do these things. I don't specialize in them. However, I know someone who does. And building that trust in the community between consultants and having the courage to send someone away is actually a good thing. The best customer experience you can give someone is to tell them, you know what, we're not the perfect fit for you. However, I know who might be. Mm. Let me you. And you're not hurting your customer base because that's somebody who wasn't going to stay with you anyway. 
Right. That's a great point. I, uh, I, I just talked to a, a fellow author, uh, blogger, marketer, CC Chapman, before I had this interview with you. And we talked about that, about having to fire clients when you start uh, outgrowing them or when you don't need the lower hanging fruit uh, as you scale up. But another interesting thing that I find when I talk to other folks that are running WordPress businesses, talking to Corey Miller the other day of iThemes, and, yeah, no. he, and he talked about how he doesn't, he feels like everyone's competition, you know, that's how he kind of gets through the day and gets through his business stuff. Everyone's competition, he wants to beat everybody kind of thing. But that's what just keeps him going in business. He knows that he's friends with Brian Gardner of Studio Press. He, you know, he knows the, the, the author of uh, Headway Themes. And he's friends with them, and he knows that it's just different experiences. Exactly. Um, I also find that in, I find it in, interesting for all of us because I think the market is still growing for WordPress. So I think we're we kind of have that um, afforded to us at this time, if that makes sense. I think if ninety eight percent of the web ran on WordPress, it'd be a different story. I think as we're growing and that and it's still on the up and positive. There's still room for everybody to find their way, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that's an interesting question. Is there a limit to how far WordPress can go? Um, I think there is a limit, um, and I think that there are situations where I'm not going to want to run WordPress. Uh, my biggest site is made up of MediaWiki, WordPress, and Zenphoto, and I give back to all three of them. Not as much as I give back to WordPress, I have to admit, but in part that's because I use WordPress the most. I mean, visually the site is split evenly into thirds, but practically it's a, you know, 80% of what I do is on WordPress and 10% is going to be, well, actually 15% is going to be MediaWiki and 5% is the gallery, which is just a really static thing. Um, WordPress isn't perfect for everything and it's not perfect for everyone. And you know, I am a WordPress evangelist. I think that it can be great, but it can also not be great. And I'm not afraid to tell somebody, you know what, in this situation, I probably wouldn't use WordPress. Not because I don't think WordPress can do it, but because either I think that they're, the way they work isn't optimal for WordPress because everybody uses the web differently from the back end. Um, or maybe I think that what they're trying to do would need so many plugins and so much custom work that it would be really hard to reinvent the wheel that somebody else has already done in a perfect app. And that's the same trust that you have to give your fellow consultants and your fellow web host is to say, you know what, in this situation, this is better for you. And caring about the person more than the product is... My grandmother ran her own business for years. Um, I grew up and she ran a dancewear business. And one of the things that she always said was, you know, we'll try our best to be everything you need us to be. But if we can't, there are other places and we're happy to tell you who to work with. We work with them too when we can't fulfill something. We are a, a team together. And that's pretty awesome to, to, to think of everybody sharing everything together. Yeah. Um, there will eventually be a time where WordPress will be on the downturn. I mean, that's just, nothing can stay on top forever. Um, I don't see it coming anytime soon. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to, you know, shoehorn myself and say, I only know how to do WordPress. It means that I have to be willing to adapt as WordPress changes. I have to be willing to adapt as the web changes. And one of the reasons WordPress has remained on top is that it does adapt. Mm. It is not just for blogging. Um, it is not just for running a CMS. It is not just for anything. It is whatever your imagination can take it. Um, and it's whatever your skills can take it to. And if you don't have the skill personally, don't worry. You can hire somebody like you who does. And that's, you know, going to carry us. I, I, see, I see a future for WordPress. Yeah. There's, I, there's been a lot of talk recently and just kind of like in the community about how they're saying that WordPress isn't mature enough to be like an application framework. And then some folks are saying, oh boy, it's not just a pure blogging system anymore. And are you seeing any of that kind of stuck in the middle concept? Not too big, not too small going on? Quite, um, yeah, I, I see that quite often where people are like, well, I just want a simple blog and... I, if I can use my dad for an example, and I hope he never watches this now. Uh, 
Mike took one look at the WordPress backend. He says, I'm just going to email you what I want you to post. And it's my dad, so I'm totally willing to do that. Um, he wanted me to build a site for a friend of his. He paid me to build a site for a family friend, and I built it, and I walked the guy through how to use WordPress. And in that moment, I realized, you know what? I find it really easy because I use it every day. My wife doesn't use it every day. She uses it maybe once a month. She blogs, and she occasionally has to ask me, wait, how do I upload all these images again? The uploader changed. Wait a minute. How does this work? Um, the fear I have with WordPress is that as we adapt to the changing web, we will lose some of the beginners. We've raised the bar in using WordPress, but lowered the bar in installing WordPress. And that, I feel it's a, it's a little bit of a dangerous place to be right now. But I also know that, that as we grow and change, we're trying to meet those moments. And I, if you've looked at what they're planning for WordPress 3.6, they're hitting a lot of the major pain points, um, you know, Writing a post should be easier. Yeah, it should. Writing a post should be simple. And the people that complain, you know, if you compare the back end of writing a post in WordPress 1x and 2x to 3x, it's very different. And mm. it, there's a lot going on. And it, I feel it's too busy. Mm. But I also don't feel that I can do everything I need to do in a post within the distraction-free writer yet. So I'm hoping to see that change too. Yeah. Um, I love that example of... of you know, it's going up in terms of, you know, function and, and depth and, and being able to create all sorts of content and it's the usability is starting to go up, but to install it is so easy. <laughs> so somebody goes, this is great. I can turn this on and it's and good to go. And then they get in it and I'm like, and they're like, wow, uh, how do I create a post? It's, it's, a, it's too many options. I think, um, I, I don't spend a lot of time on my dashboard. I don't know anybody who does. Um, if I go in, I go in, I want to write a post. I want to make a, you know, upload images. I want to change a setting for a plugin that I've just installed. I want to tweak my widgets. The dashboard, okay, look, recent comments. The only time I ever go there is when I want to see what the stats are for my site that's running Jetpack. And that's about it. The rest of the time, it's not as functional for me as it was. Um, that just scared me the other day. I, I logged in as a customer. They, they specifically asked us to. I said, okay, but I want you to change your password when I'm out. Um, I logged in as the customer, and all of those welcome to WordPress tool tips and everything, they never closed those. It's in that that I realized, okay, we're doing something wrong if people don't understand that they can close these, that these are welcome, click, and go away. But I'm not sure where right is. Mm. Um, because it's such a variable thing. It, it's different for everybody. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Same thing. I have clients that we've, we've trained them. We have training videos that they're available to them all the time. And just the other day they sent, one of the clients sent in and said, can you just change the about page to this? And it's like, well, okay, we will definitely do it. Um, yeah, but, I've done that. I've had those too. <laughs> yeah. But look, it's so simple people. It's so simple. Um, we do but, it every day yeah. and that trick you know it's it's what was i talking about I, I think i was cooking the other day and i hadn't made stir fry in apparently forever i i just moved out to california in october and i have not cooked stir fry since before we moved and so i sat there and i'm like wait a minute in what order do i cook things <laughs> I got onions first because they have to actually you know clarify first and i said that and i turned to my, to my wife and i said how long has it been since i've done this and she says well this is what happens when you don't do things every day and you know, every single day of my life, I'm reminded of how often I do things versus how often other people do things. And it's that familiarity that makes it easy for me to zip through whatever I'm doing. Yeah. And if we can make that familiarity better for other people, I mean, how often do you go in and uh, change the default settings on your computer these days? <laughs> Never. <laughs> and now to your brand new computer there's and if you don't have the ability to you know like max can now you know just clone it and dump it on the new one you sit there for the first minute you're like well wait how did i do all this before i need to make the mouse left-handed i want yeah. to change this. i want my toolbar here how did i do that and that's actually why i don't customize my computer anymore so i used to have to switch computers all the time and i just said you know forget it i'm yep. just going to use what they give me and trust them and i actually found that to a degree that's that's good. Mm. The less I customize something, the more I use it the way they handed it to me, the easier it is to do everything because my repetitive behavior is a 
consistent thing on anybody's computer. And it's the same for WordPress. The more we change the back end to meet the client's needs, the more we as, as a consultant and as a coder have failed. Yep. Because instead, we should be trying to figure out where's the gap between what the user wants, what the user is getting. If we can, met, if we can close that for them, we can make WordPress better for everybody, right. not them. And, and that's a huge takeaway for me for what I see from consultants doing wrong, which is they're like, oh, well, my customer doesn't know how to do X, Y, Z. I'm just going to rewrite the back end or retheme the back end or reskin it. And I'm like, mm, fixes a problem, doesn't fix the problem. Right, right. That's a great point. It's a great point. Um, all right. So that's been a great conversation on, on WordPress as a whole, supporting WordPress and WordPress community. Let's jump into the last final segments. Uh, the next segment is what's in your toolbox? Uh, what piece of software besides WordPress, of course, uh, or hardware uh, do you need to run your daily routine, your business? Like an Evernote, an iPad? What is it that's with you all day long? Well, uh, what's with me all day long is, for practicality, my iPhone. because, And I can actually do quite a lot on it. But the piece of software that I cannot manage my sites without anymore would be Coda. Um, I've got Coda on my desktop, I have Diet Coda on my iPad, and this weekend I was just hanging out on my back porch, and I realized, oh, you know what, I screwed up the CSS on my site, I want to go fix that. I didn't have to SSH in, I didn't have to get another client. I pop open Coda, which is something I'm used to using, I go in, I edit the CSS, it edits up on my webpage, I hit refresh, done. Um, I'm a Mac user by nature because I enjoy it. Um, I used to use w Windows for work, and I can, certainly. But, you know, my go-to thing at the end of the day, if there's nothing, if you hand me something and say you have no software except what comes on a computer, I'll probably be using uh, SSH to, to connect to a server. So, um, and nice. I'm that. I love VI too. But uh, my toolbox is Coda. It's, I use iTerm on my Macintosh. I use iTerm 2 actually. Um, I've got Linkius because I've always got IRC running now. And my email app is Postbox because of how I can segregate my mailboxes. I've got a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's mine too. Did you, did you use Sparrow beforehand? And then when they... Sparrow, I always, I, uh, Sparrow frustrated me. It was too much like Gmail. I don't actually like Gmail. Ah, wow. Awesome. I like Google stuff very much. <laughs> um, let's jump into the lightning round where I'm going to ask you a series of quick questions and you'll have a series of quick answers. The one plugin you cannot live without. The one plugin I can't live without is a Kismet. Nice. Uh, a favorite WordPress or business book? Mm, my favorite. Oh, I don't have a favorite WordPress book. Actually, I don't tend to read them. <laughs> <laughs> you know everything. I wrote them, and I don't read them. Um, <laughs> no, I Google. Actually. Um, a quote you live or run your your business by, or your day to day job by. Oh, okay. This isn't safe for children. Um, it's Will Wheaton's Don't Be a Dick. <laughs> Will Wheaton. Um, the best business or career advice that you've ever received? The best career advice I ever received was do what makes you happy. Uh, the longest a client project, uh, or maybe in your case, a trouble ticket has taken to resolve? A uh, trouble ticket with WordPress, the longest it's taken was seven days. And the longest a client ever did at any job I've ever had was, I think, six months. And that's a very long time. Yeah. Highest so far has been two years. Um, if you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be and why? I had to switch to another CMS? Uh, I'd probably go to Drupal. And that's only because I'm familiar with it more than, than I am Joomla. Um, and I've I, I use it, not anymore, but I've used it for specific events. Mm-hmm. Uh, who should I interview next? Who should you interview next? Um, have you done a lot of interviewing with people who do support? Or am I like, or Andrea and I like the first ones? Yeah, you and Andrea are kind of the first two. You know, I probably grab Esme from uh, the accessibility side. Okay. Both support. Um, there's also Siobhan, uh, who does, who's doing docs right now. Um, but they are two stellar individuals who know a lot about both support and how to use things with people. And using them with people is better than just knowing how to code, in my opinion, because we're writing code for people, not right. for computers. <laughs> right. That's a great one. Um, what's the one question I didn't ask you that I should have? Uh, the one question you didn't ask me but should have, 
Oh, I'd almost want to say it's how to pronounce Ipstenu because everybody seems to get that wrong. <laughs> so Ipstenu. Ipstenu. Awesome. Oh, I want to say thank you for doing this interview. It was awesome. Um, I think uh, DreamHost is uh, doing some great things. Um, I never say anything bad about them. Just go, <laughs> just go, Daddy. No. <laughs> I have. I I think that if GoDaddy works for you, awesome. Yeah. I know people there i think they're nice they're wonderful people um i know some of the people at bluehost i was in a car with them for a few hours <laughs> so I, I i know my counterpart at bluehost their wordpress expert um i mean i think that whatever host you use as long as you are satisfied stay yep. the minute you stop being satisfied and they can't meet your needs it's time to look for somebody else yep. even if means that DreamHost cannot meet your needs. Although we'd like it if you told us why and we can see if we can. Yeah, exactly. Like you could upgrade your shared hosting account for more performance. Then we can do to fix things. Um, but, you know, if you don't tell us that you're dissatisfied, there's very little we can do. And yep. if you just tell us we suck, I'm sorry. I, I'd like to fix that, but I don't know how to fix that particular error. <laughs> Uh, so where can folks go and find you on the web? Uh, where can they get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, so that they can say thank you for doing the episode. Oh, hey. Um, I'll probably post a link for this when it's up on halfelf.org, which is where I blog about all things technical. If you go to ipstenu.org, you're going to see that I have opinions. And they <laughs> have all sorts of fun things to do, like I don't like football. Um, if you're looking for WordPress support, post in the WordPress forums. Um, I am all over there. I'm mostly in the multi-site section right now just because of time constraints. If you're a DreamHost customer, we have discussions.dreamhost.com and I am all over there with your WordPress help. I check into it every single day that I'm at work and even sometimes on the weekends. Um, and if you have a really, really, really hard question and you swear that I'm the only one that can answer it, I bet I'm not. I bet <laughs> And go ahead and post in the forums and ask. We have a lot of folks and if they think it's something that only Nika knows the answer to, somebody will probably come and get me. That's awesome. <laughs> um, well, everyone, I want to say thank you for doing the episode again. If anyone wants to go to mattreport.com, you'll find more of these awesome interviews with other folks who support WordPress users, end users, build companies, and all that good stuff. Get on the mailing list at mattreport.com slash subscribe. Thanks a lot, everybody.